The world needs your voice. Shine your bright light. Live joy and share joy. Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsor. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Thank you so much. And thank you to uh, all of you for choosing to listen today. I know that you'll be inspired by our special guest. I would I just am so thrilled to welcome Dr. Gabriel Warren to our program. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Deb? Thanks for having me on today. Oh, I'm so grateful that you're here. And of course, uh, we are doing this COVID style. So (laughs) I love it. Yes. You know, I was actually thinking uh, as we were getting ready for this is, isn't it amazing that God has given us technology that allows us to reach people even amidst a COVID crisis, right? Absolutely. And it's always, it's always good to keep the mission going, even when we're not able to be face to face. So I'm glad that we're able to get this one done. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I need to say congratulations on winning one of the school board seats in District 31. This is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I thank uh, everyone to, who supported and voted and, and put yard signs in their yard. So thanks to everyone. I definitely want to make sure I let everyone know that I appreciate that. Yeah, well, and of course, we were one who had one in our yard because we think you're amazing. And I'm so we are going to be so blessed with what you bring to the school district this year. I just I'm just so thrilled for what's to come more to come, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you. So we probably should get to uh, your topic, um, which when you and I were talking about um, is finding your way. And I think finding your way probably actually starts with you and how did you get your start in life? How did you get to where you are today? And how did this start emerging as something for you? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people that don't know who you are yet. We need to let them know who you are. <laughs> yeah, so just a little about me. So I was born and raised in Alabama. And, you know, I ended up uh, leaving high school at 18 to go to college. And after I went to college, I went through a myriad of, of various experiences where I had to overcome various types of adversity, which I'm sure we may talk about a little bit here throughout the show. And from there, I just started to notice that there were various seasons of transition that my life went through, um, and and that allowed me to be able to reflect and look back on ways that I was able to continue to stay positive and motivated and really it, you know, it, it forced me to rely on my faith a whole lot in order to keep moving forward in life to get to the place where I am today. And, you know, even when we moved from Alabama to come to Bemidji, it was one of those things where we we had to leave our church family and our, our immediate family there and, you know, everything that we knew to come to a place that we didn't know anyone or anything other than the job that I'm, that I'm doing. So it really caused our family to have to really rely on our faith and to be 
pull closer together to one another in order to, you know, just find our way in life. And, and I think when I started thinking about my life and all of the things that I've gone through, that thing just kept emerging, like finding your way to, to get through college and to get through, you know, moving and to, to get through financial challenges and just everything that, you know, life throws at us. And I wanted to be able to take that theme and encourage others because I think a lot of times we don't share our stories and our testimonies enough so that people know that when they go through adversity, that they can get through it. And I know that faith for you is such a critical component. There's, I've got like five things I want to talk about at once, but I want to start with the faith piece. Have you always known the Lord? Did you grow up in a family that knew the Lord, or was this something that actually came through the, the adversity component? Yeah, so I am actually a preacher's kid, so I'm a PK. You are a PK. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, so both my parents are active in ministry still. Um, and, you know, when I was growing up, actually, my my father was a traveling evangelist, so he actually would go and we would do tent revivals. I grew up Pentecostal, so we would go and we would do these seven-day tent revivals, 14-day tent revivals, and my, my dad would just, he would pull up somewhere, we would set up a tent, and we would just spend a few days there, and he would preach and teach. And, and my mom, she also pastors a church, and, you know, we have just always, you know, been in the church. Um, and then I was a, probably around six or seven when I, you know, gave my life to the Lord and got baptized, and my father actually baptized me. And it was, you know, an amazing experience. But when I got to college, I started to, you know, kind of do some of my own things, and I wasn't living the way I should have and the way that I was brought up, and I ended up rededicating my life and, and refocusing on Christ around my sophomore year in college, and that's when, from that point on, I started really getting involved in the church and, and doing more things, you know, as far as serving God the way that I you know I should have been doing all along. I love that you're bringing up this rededication, because so many times when we give, there's a lot of individuals that when they talk about giving their life to the Lord at an early age, it looks very different than the intentional decision as a young adult, who maybe during that time of a young age to the young adult age, all of a sudden sort of went off the path a little bit, if you will. What did you notice in that rededication? What felt different to you? Well, the biggest thing was that it was a decision that I made for myself. And I think a lot of times, especially if you grow up in the church or, say, if your parents are heavily involved in ministry, you sometimes feel like you're just going to be a Christian by default because of your parents' you know, salvation. And for me, you know, although I knew you know, the Bible and I knew what you know, my parents were preaching and teaching, um, I never really personalized it to myself. So when I got to college and when I became more active and rededicated my life to the Lord in college, it was a decision that I made independently on my own. It wasn't somebody coercing me to do it, you know, like in the natural. Of course, we know that Christ was calling me and drawing me, but I wasn't being, you know, coached up or anything like that. So it was a decision that I made, and that caused me to want to have a deeper relationship because it was something I was doing on my own because I had a, my own hunger and desire to know the Lord. So for me, I think doing that as an adult is, you know, just as important 
as you know if you're five six or seven and you do it as a kid but i I do appreciate the fact that as an adult it's a decision that you make and not something that you're doing because your parents are telling you to do it i love the empowerment piece here and i often equate this to how many times do we tell our teenagers to do something and they simply dig their heels in just because we're telling them, right? But when someone yeah. comes to that decision on their own, they are empowered. And I love that that brought you to wanting to know Jesus on a deeper level. There's something about that. I don't know. It's it's like the, I, I don't know if I should use the word magic here, but there's sort of like the magic of Jesus comes about, right? In that moment yeah. when we say, yes, Lord, I want to know you deeper. And there, there's just so much power in that. And and I love that. I love that that's a piece of your testimony. I, I just think that's such a power place for you also. So adversity. I think I remember it was either reading a blog or watching one of your videos and you talked about, was there something around running or track that was a major monumental time for you? Yes. So um, when I went to, after graduating high school, I ended up earning a track and field scholarship to the University of Alabama. And, you know, I was a high jumper there. And, you know, one of the things about just talking about adversity was that is when I really started to first face adversity was when I got to college. Because in high school, I was a straight-A student. You know, I had a, I had a job. I played three sports. You know, my family was the sports family. My my mom is actually also um, an educator, so she was in the school system. So everyone knew who we were, and it was one of those things where things kind of came a little easy to me. Um, so when I got to college and I had to do things on my own, I struggled a little bit because that was the first time that I had not done well in school. And, and, and I think in one of the videos I, I talk about my story of how I went from having like a 3.85 GPA in high school and being a National Honor Society to my first year in, in college having a 2.23 GPA and almost losing my scholarship and being put in, you know, academic warning status and, you know, having to be fussed at because, you know, I wasn't taking care of the things I needed to take care of in the classroom and how that experience just, it really challenged me mentally because now where I used to be one of the smartest kids in the in the class, now I was struggling to be able to just stay in class. And then on the track, I was, you know, really good. I won state um, in high school in the high jump two years of my four years in high school. And then my freshman year at, at Alabama, I really struggled to, to find my rhythm. And that also was a challenge for me. So I had to really find ways to keep myself motivated and encouraged and a lot of it came through the coaches and through my teammates and through my parents to keep me on the right track. So um, it did work out. And, of course, I graduated and I moved on. But, but that was the first time that I really faced some challenges when I was going through that transition period. And look at you now. You even have a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. This, this, yep. where, and where I'm going with this is I think sometimes we get confronted with things to actually move us into our bigger game and God's bigger game for us. And so in that place of adversity, here you are being confronted with all of a sudden, here's the grade situation, here's the track situation, right? And all of a sudden in that confronting, you actually end up playing a bigger game for the Lord. Yes. As you found your way. See how those Absolutely. two go together? It's amazing. 
So yeah. <laughs> I'm so as this progression of adversity moves for you, what are some of the other things that as you, well, I mean, one has to be moving from Alabama to Bemidji, but I have a feeling there's probably some things on the spaces in between. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's tons. There's, you know, there's so many things. But some of the things that I talk about um, that are in the videos and um, some of the stories that we've shared in the past is, you know, just facing financial challenges. Like, you know, my wife and I, you know, we we married right after I graduated from college um, in 2005. And one of the things that was, you know, tough for us was that, you know, there was seasons of, of life where, you know, maybe we weren't making the money that we wanted to make. And I remember us, you know, having to deal with going through having our one of our cars repossessed because we couldn't afford to make the payments on the car. And, you know, I even remember seasons of life where we were, you know, having to basically sit in our home with candles because we couldn't pay the, the light bill and our power got cut off. And, you know, we, we were going through those financial challenges without letting other people know. So we didn't tell our parents or our friends or even our church community during those times because of the shame or the embarrassment. And, you know, that caused us to, one, it did cause us to rely on our faith more heavily because we, we knew the only way for us to get through those seasons was to turn to God and to really dig into His Word and find out what it was that that we could do to get out of that situation. But then it also forced me and hers, our relationship, to get closer because at that time we were we were the only ones who knew what we were going through. And, you know, being in those kind of situations, it really it really drew us closer to to God because that was the only way that we were able to, to stay sane and to keep focusing and to keep going to work every day and keep trying to chip away at the things that we were trying to chip away at, which was paying off debt and all those other things that go along with it. So those are some of the stories that we that we have shared, and even some things like having those 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 di- those diagnoses that you get from the doctor when you know you go to the doctor and then they they say, oh, well, this is going on, and it's stuff that you never had on your radar. And you know, I think most of the times when people see you on the outside, they don't necessarily see or hear about all of the things you go through to get to where you are, they just see those highlights. And we wanted to really be able to share that, yes, we have been able to have some level of success in life, but we've also experienced our fair share of adversity and challenges and had to overcome those things in order to keep moving forward and what we wanted to do in life. So, so that is just some of them, and that's not at all all of the things we've been through, but that's just a couple of things that we've been sharing lately. What I love about what you're bringing into this conversation is that it's not all roses. And it's so easy to do what I call the Facebook snapshot where everything looks so great and everything is wonderful and we're all so happy and my hair always looks this perfect, right? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And I always tell when I work with clients, one of the things I always say is, that's a it's a photo and most of the time the person in the photo took it a a hundred times to get that photo right (laughs) it's so one time I literally sat at caribou watching a gal sitting on the fireplace 
I am not kidding. I, I am not exaggerating. It was at least 50 times that I saw her click her little thing. And she literally would do one little change. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, it's a picture in a fireplace at, at Caribou, <laughs> you know. And But I'm probably making up a lot about that. And there might have there might have been a TD judgment in that. I'm just going to name it right there. And what I also know is that what does that say about us, right? There's something in that. And you are bringing in the humanity element you are bringing in this is what it's really like yeah and yeah. Yeah. something about that i think and the the curiosity that i had was how does going through that experience connect you to the side of jesus that is the compassionate the make sure people are clothed and fed and have a home. I'm curious if that brought you to a deeper connection in that place of Jesus. Yes, absolutely. So one of my prayers that I have always prayed and I still pray every day when I think about it is I always pray, God, never let me forget where you brought me from. And that is something that I do just for myself because, you know, oftentimes when we're going through things, we... You know, we'll pray and we'll ask God, you know, help me get out of this situation, help me to get to a better place in life, or, you know, help me through this sickness or this relationship failure or whatever it is. And then when we get out of it, we lose the empathy that we had, when we, that we were asking for when we were going through that situation. So for me, I, my, I never want to forget those experiences that we went through that, you know, caused me to stay close to God and that caused me to be able to really build my relationship with Him because I know that there are going to be other people coming behind me who are going to go through similar experiences or some of the same experiences. And I want to be able to be able to have empathy and, and be able to help them get through those situations when they're faced with them to know that you're not alone, you're not the only person that has gone through this, you're not like the, like they call like the purple unicorn where this is something that only happens to you. And I want to be able to use those opportunities to help to minister to them, to them, but then also to help coach and guide them through those various seasons because just like everything in life, everything is a season, and we're all kind of continuing to move through life as God lets us keep moving through them. So, so that's really what it's done for me. It's allowed me to be really compassionate and empathetic to those individuals and not cast judgment when I see people who may be going through things because you never know what someone is on their journey. Absolutely. And God has brought you through it in service of helping others. And I think that's one of the things I always think about is to me, I call them these Romans 828 moments. It's God brings us through things and he will use it for his good when our heart is with him. And so your heart is with him. And now he is turning all of these experiences to good for the greater good, right? For the kingdom. And I think that's really powerful. So I want to talk about what you're doing with Finding Your Way, because this is a pretty big deal thing. It, it started as just a couple of, oh, I think I'll do this, and there's some videos. Next thing I know, I see you've got sweatshirts. So what's happening here? This is becoming a movement. <laughs> yes. So my so the goal with Find A Way movement is that I really want to encourage everyone to be able to share their story and to be able to encourage each other to overcome adversity in their lives. So it's really founded off of the, the scripture in Revelation 12:11 that talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I wanted to create a space where 
we all would be comfortable sharing, you know, adversity that we've gone through and talk about how we were able to get through those types of adversities so that as other people are coming and seeing the stories and the videos and they're, they're hearing people's testimonies, then it would encourage them along their journey. Um, so I really wanted it to be a movement because I feel like it's more than just a product. It's more than just, you know, the sweatshirts or anything like that. It's a place where people can come to find hope and they can be inspired and encouraged to know that if I'm dealing with something right now, I can go and I can, you know, follow the Facebook page or follow the Instagram page or come to the website and I can be reminded that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, the Find A Way movement is, is exactly what that is, is find, helping others find a way to keep moving forward in life when they're faced with various challenges. So the goal is to find people who are willing to share their stories, no matter what they are. It could be, you know, sickness. It can be financial challenges. It could be relationship failures. Whatever it was that you've gone through and, you know, you have to find ways to get through it and, and stay positive and keep moving forward and you're willing to share that story with others, that is going to help so many people who are coming to the site to be able to, to find hope in the time when they need it the most. So that is what the Find A Way movement is about. And it's amazing how I don't think sometimes we recognize the power of what you're doing because you've gone through this. You're now putting this out there. There's somebody else out there who's just getting started on finding their way and they may find their way to your find the way. And in that, that little bit of hope or that little bit of encouragement, it could make all the difference for somebody. Yes. And I think this Absolutely. is, yeah, this is what gets me so excited about what you're doing. So there are multiple layers to this. One is that you're actually looking for people who can share their stories and share what their their process has been. The other is people may be looking for you because they may be in need of that hope right now. And then, of course, you want people sharing what it is that you're doing because you want to get the word out. So take us through where to find you on the Facebook, the Instagram. Uh, how would they get in touch with you to share a story? Let's walk people through that. Yes. Yeah, so the website is called um, findawaythemovement.com. And they just type that in and it'll pull up our site. And pretty much on Facebook and Instagram is where we are. And we have created the page at Find A Way Movement. So you just search for that. And then you can follow along with seeing the stories, seeing the videos, um, seeing the, like you were saying, the, the merchandise there because we have like the, the hoodies and the sweatshirts and the T-shirts. Um, and the goal really with, behind the, the merchandise is I kind of started thinking about movements and how in the past I've seen movements like, you know, the WWJD bands where they used to talk about what would Jesus do, and then the the Live Strong bands with Lance Armstrong. And I wanted to be able to have something for people to just have that constant reminder. So even if you're not able to go to the website and see a video, if you are seeing a shirt that says, Find a Way, then that can kind of be that one little sentence to remind you that there's still hope and that there's encouragement for you to continue to move through whatever adversity you're facing. So really, that was the purpose of creating the merch. It's just a way to visibly remind people, in addition to them being able to go to the website, which, like I said, is findawaythemovement.com. 
I love that you use the word merch because that's just so in right now. One thing I have to tell you, this is really interesting as I was uh, preparing for today and I kept writing down, you know, find your why, finding your why I was kept writing it down. A couple of times my pen kept writing, find your, wait a minute, find your way, find your way. I kept writing down why. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And so what's so interesting about this is what I got curious about, of course, is when you find your why, you find your way. Yes. And if the why is Jesus, and the why is what God is doing in our life and knowing the plans that he has for us, we do find the way. So in essence, it becomes a piece of the finding your way. Yes, exactly. It is. It is. And, and you know, one of the biggest things, like my, I feel like my life has always been centered around this idea of inspiration and hope and encouraging others to do what you're just saying, find their why. Because once we find out why God put us here and what the purpose and the plans he has for us are, then it doesn't matter what we are faced with. We know that God created us for a specific purpose and for this specific time that we're living in, and that should provide hope enough for us to keep moving forward. So, you know, I really like that about being able to find your why because it's so important to everything that we're going to be doing. Well, and I always think about, and everybody talks about, of course, the famous, you know, Jeremiah, know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, and everybody always goes and talks about that. I always say to people, read the two verses after that, because he talks about seeking the heart of Jesus. And when we seek the heart of Jesus, we can know the plans, right? Like that's that next level and layer. And that's exactly what you're talking about is that in the find your way, you are driving into seeking the heart of Jesus. And I love the Revelations 12, 11, that it just brings everything together. So I know that is one of your driving scripture verses. I was curious if there are any others that just really drive your day or that moment when you just start to even question or doubt that you go, no, I'm committed to the scripture verse. Is there anything that pops for you? Yeah, um, so Psalms 119 and 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. And that's just an encouragement to me to know that, you know, staying in God's word is going to be the thing that's going to help me whenever I'm trying to make decisions or I'm dealing with adversity and I'm trying to figure out how to get out of it. Then I know I don't have to do it on my own because God has given us his word to be able to get application for life so that we can get through those challenges. Um, and then there's a second one that I use is Proverbs 16 and 9, which says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And that just, for me, takes the pressure off, because I know that, yes, I may have desires and hopes and dreams of my own, and that's good, because God gives us those things um, to think through and to plan. But I know if God doesn't allow me to get that thing that I was hoping for the most or the thing that I was desiring for the most, then it wasn't for me to have because he's establishing my steps. And he's going to make sure that I do the things that I need to do to fulfill the purpose he's put me here for if that is um, what it is he wants me to do. So it just takes the pressure off of me to feel like I have to try to force things to happen because I know God is ordering my steps. And you know what I love about when you talk so much is – I feel so much peace listening to you, and I also feel momentum at the same time. And that's a rare that's a rare two things to put together. 
but when you talk, there's a peace and there's uh, it's almost like a, a confidence, but that the, the word isn't right there. It's like there's a peace about you. There's a conviction and yet it's calm and yet it's motivating and there's momentum in it. That is a gift. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. So any final thoughts to share with everyone on Find Your Way? Let's remind people about where to find you. Yeah, so findawaythemovement.com is the website. And then if you wanted to know more about me, then you can find me on social media anywhere at Dr. Gabriel Warren. All right. Thank you so much. And I just want to remind everyone that God does have a plan for you. He will help you find the way. And finding that why is a part of the way. Dr. Gabriel Warren, Warren you, I just want, I was going to say, we get a warning here. Dr. Gabriel Warren, you are amazing. <laughs> That's because, you know, thank the little time cue went up, right? So thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for sharing your journey of finding the way. And we wish you the best as you keep moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate being on the show today. All right. Thank you so much. And please remember to go out, live joy and share joy. Live joy. Shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.